0: I'll be too nervous to. I'm probably lost for words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words podcast. I'm joined, hopefully, by my co-host Jason Daniels. Jason, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Oh, well, I'm very, very well. I said hopefully because we've uh, we've been battling this evening, haven't we, with uh, connection issues and headphones issues. And uh, if Jason sounds like he's underwater being abducted by aliens, then, uh, you know, you can understand our issues.
1: We have been struggling more than Brooks Kepka
0: on the we final have. round of the PGA. Yes. And, uh, well, all I will say, I think was was Bickleton about 600 and something to one on Fair Wednesday night. Um, so that was disappointing. I thought I'd made a brilliant choice by backing Sam Horsfield at over eight hundreds one on Betfair. But, uh, yeah, that, that ended in tears. But there we go. It was... Uh, we didn't get the winner, did we? But uh, we had a couple in the shout for most of the week.
1: Uh, yes, we did. It was it was all right. It looked very European by the end, even though it didn't look like any of them were going to get involved at one point. Very much an open leaderboard, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, um, I managed to escape uh, miraculously. Just I thought I thought the bookmakers were very generous during the final round. Mickelson was still six to five on when it looked like uh, he was going to go three clear. Um, they still got to do it. So I thought that was a bit generous. So I managed to I, I got out of the week rather than anything particular. You know, I could probably buy a Mars bar or something. That's out of it. good. Um, but that's good because the way it was looking after Sergio had um, missed the cut. Having bogged the his final par five, that was a bit disappointing. Um, and really, the rest—I mean, they were there with every chance, weren't they? Keegan Bradley was there with a the chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, there was an awful lot there with with, with chances at halfway. Uh, they didn't do it. Um, it was a it was a great course. I, I must be honest. It was you couldn't attack it like you know like a standard course. It, it you, you were getting into a lot of trouble. But ultimately, I thought Mickelson. Um, his superiority is not reflected in his winning margin. To be honest, no. I thought he was—it was very Tiger-esque. It was, you know, like, like him or loathe him doesn't really matter. His performance was just unbelievable. And if, if you turn around, if you look at the highlights of Mickelson's round, final round, and then you look at the highlight stroke low, loads, low lights of uh, Kepka's, for example, and I say to you that he's only one by two, you won't believe it. No. Uh, it was far superior to that, and and fair play to him. The, the celebration at the end, the tweets today have been quite fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, you know, we're all going to go out and buy, you know, feel coffee, aren't we? No.
0: We are. Yeah, I mean, he's been trying to plug it away for the last few years, and uh, until he done this, I don't think many people were, were uh, buyers. But. Uh... Yeah, maybe the, the dodgy shades, and the, which actually I th- it's weird because I've always thought he looked like a prat with those shades on, but yesterday I thought he looked really, really cool, and I guess that's complete bias by the fact that he was actually playing well yesterday.
1: You know, he's he's just a walking
0: billboard, isn't he? But, you
1: know, guy he can, he can I play. I think
0: he's earned that right by what he's done in his career. He
1: was awesome. I mean, look, he, he was awesome. I mean, I mean, I think it was hole 12 was, was my favourite, I think, um, where... He was talking to his brother on the bag. and um, Mickelson is not likely to listen to what anybody's telling him, really, is he? I mean, once Bones gone, you literally think that Phil's just going to do what he wants. But they did discuss it. He wanted to go in one way. Um, Caddy said, you know, no, that's going to go over the top, or we need to give it a bit more. Phil said, what do you want to do? He said, aim for the 12, draw it in. Um, And he went, okay, if you're happy with that and he actually it, that to me was, was said a lot um, and he did exactly the same he aimed it at the number 12 and he drew it in and he was I don't know, 25 foot away for Birdie um, and as it was in the air I think he turned around to him and get well what something like that or just like that or something like that and it was it was brilliant and fair play and I think he very very worthy winner But um, like I say I think if the scoreboard had shown that he'd won by five I don't think anybody would
0: complain No and you know, when when you look at it, um, no, I don't think anyone could sit there and say if, if I saw him winning, if you like. But because you know the form just hasn't been there over the season. It's not like last year where he had you know had the had the, the close shave and and looked like he was going to win and at FedEx and Jude. But you know he had a twenty fifth at the Honda Classic, which we'd sort of flagged in the uh, in the lead up, haven't we? He played well at the Masters you know reasonably tied 21st 35th at the players um and we talked all week about you know how the open championship was important and he's obviously a winner at there um you know if it gets to a tough grind like that and if it if, i suppose it all depends on what you thought the winning score was going to be because when it gets to that kind of number i think that brings the whole field into play because you can play sensible golf and and still get the win yeah
1: like you say, it was an open championship thing. You had to have an awful lot of patience. Didn't look at it at the end, but as you say, by the time there, you got Phil, Louis, Brooks, Shane, Larry, Pod, Paul Casey, Rose. You know, it's 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 all there, isn't it? It, it tells a story. Um, it was a brutal course. It wasn't as enjoyable as um, some brutal courses. I won't name beginning with V and ending in Aldarama, but um, it was a proper golf tournament and players were struggling there and and fair play you know I don't know how they're going to come out of it this week it'll be quite interesting to see Um, but yeah you know another major tick it off and and move on
0: there's a lot of calls for like we'd love to see this course every year and I think what I like about it is the fact that you know I think people appreciate the course so much because it's been nine years since they last did it You know, I don't. I don't think if you start bringing it in every year, it's not quite as special, is it? So, it's not going to have that Augusta feel to it, where you want to see it every year. I think it's a good test every so often. I
1: certainly don't think you'll have the field as well. I think a lot of these wouldn't turn up.
0: No. If it's a regular tournament,
1: they they really did get on with it, and it was it was hard work. It was brutal. Um, So what? Who cares? You know, you get paid a lot of money, do some work for a change.
0: (laughs) Top ten, Tony was there. He was. uh... Uh He was there again. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, Had nice to see.
1: Fun. Yeah, nice to see Fowler coming back, yeah.
0: I was hoping uh, for a bit more from Kevin Streelman. He looked really good at the start, didn't he? And uh, we, we were sort of willing him on as a, as a former podcast guest. And, you know, there were some names up there. With, uh, some steely veterans, I would say. Um, and, yeah, I just thought it, looked, it just looked for all the world that, like, some sensible players are up there. And even guys like, I mean, Aaron Wise shot 79 in the second round and still finished 17th know was that kind of event wasn't it it's a major isn't it that's
1: exactly what happens in the open isn't it you 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 know sometimes you turn you turn the corner in three over and it's a good round yeah it's about it's a mental attitude isn't it really I think um rather than anything else and you know, some players will be overrated because they went off I mean look I'm not knocking um what Ive have done he's flying at the moment to be fair I'm sure we'll talk about him very shortly yeah um but that was from way off the pace in the easier conditions and uh you take it with a slight I mean he's playing well so take it with a slight pinch of salt but it does show you know there was a, there was a whole sort of raft of different types of players there um, yeah it was, it was it was great it was great to see Pod do what he did I thought Shane Lowry flagged up that he's um, going to play well in uh, in our open yeah um, he's a bit short 40 or something like that I think I, I sent out a tweet earlier on today um Someone said he thinks you'll still get 33 and 40 with 11 places by the time it comes. So,
0: I think think you probably will. I think because unless he goes and wins between now and then. Um, But there is a chance of doing that, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, great. Um, But it does show you what what can happen, you know. uh, You know, Matsuyama really only had a couple of bad holes, but, but, you know, they were very bad, weren't they? Uh, You know, Bez, who loves a difficult... Contest, I did think it was a bit too much for him. He fell away. You know, it what is what it was. The winner was outstanding. Um, Keck, who was poor, um, and Louis can blame one hole, uh, the thirteenth. Um,
0: yeah. There we you, are. Uh, very quickly before we move on, because we do want to move on. Does this you make need. Phil Mickelson a certainty for the Ryder Cup? You, you, yeah. I, I'd said earlier. Would you um, pick him, or do you think it's just that he will get picked because of what he's done?
1: I think you, I think you pick him because he's just won a major. I think you pick him because of his record in the Ryder Cup. You pick him because of his commercial value. You pick him because of his uh, experience and the ability that and the and experience that he can offload to the younger ones. Yeah, absolutely no problem in, in picking him. To be honest, um, you know the way somebody is like, um, Dustin Johnson's playing. Um, I'd be you know if I had the full free choice I'd be picking him over him at the moment mm.
0: there we are there you go and Brooks Kepka now has done that in two PGA Championships and I know what he's done is obscene uh, I'm not going to sit here and question his mental game because he's obviously a freak of nature in terms of big events but that is now two that he's kind of chucked away and both are kind of linked to injuries but he was fine for the 54 holes. Is it a case of he got worn down in the final round? But that, that, nothing seemed to be the knee that was a problem when he missed that two-foot part at the start. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, just, I, I think... just
0: wonder if it's a case of like, you know, last year it could have been three PGAs in a row and then this year it could have been three out of four and I just wonder if that kind of gets in your head a bit.
1: Really hard, isn't it? I mean, Phil Phil saved shots all over the place, didn't he? Um, yeah. If he drops them, you know, he's back to four, isn't he? I yeah. mean... It, it, it's such tight margins. I mean, he wasn't good. Like, like I said, I actually think Kepka's done brilliantly in, in getting beat two, because hmm. the difference in their final rounds was just stunning. Um, so, yeah, it was difficult conditions. He was chasing the game. Um, nobody's Tiger Woods. That's that's you know. I think that's what we'll say. You know. Yeah.
0: No matter how close you get, you can't get there. Um, well, no, you
1: won't be. No one will be Tiger Woods. No one's got that. That mental fortitude to, to, to just do things that. I mean, Mickelson was close on some of those holes, hmm. um, but nobody really got that that, that steel to the, the ability to, in really difficult conditions, pull out just lifetime shots. Um, so, no, it, it was a very, very fair result. I thought the, the, the winner was absolutely well deserved, and the celebration was outstanding and, and brilliant. It's a very, very memorable tournament.
0: Yeah, I think we've been spoilt recently for, for major winners and storylines and, and, yeah, that's just another one in the book. Let's go on to a lesser event, let's say, um, but one that to look forward to nonetheless. Uh, jarringly, it's now called Made in Himalayan as opposed to Made in Denmark, which, you know, very specific. But there we go. Sponsors, I'm assuming, are, are involved in that. Um, not the best left-handed golfer in the world. is a favourite at 12 to 1. Yeah. Um, eight points shorter than the rest of the field I can't get my head around that at all he's got a, such a massive reputation there. it's, it's getting silly isn't it really um, but all it's doing is making it like and I don't think he's someone that gets affected by it but it's just making it it's just set it up to fail isn't it
1: yeah of course it is absolutely I think it's I think it's ridiculous
0: and I think like I said I
1: think coming off of a hard weekend as well yeah um what price would he be having not played last week? You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it wasn't a positive. I thought we'd done some half decent stuff last week, but it was a hard, hard, hard effort. And to go from there and fly over to, to Denmark and come straight well, out. Hasn't he already and, said yeah, he doesn't
0: even but, want to be there?
1: I can't believe he's there. I don't understand why he's there. Well, uh, well, I, you
0: know, I wonder what so. price he'd be if he played well. Like, I mean, if he could play. Fairly well. He didn't have any sort of blow up rounds, cuts. but yeah. but in terms, if he'd have finished tenth, mm. well, what what price would he have been? I don't know. Would, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, would he have played? Um, yeah, I guess not. I guess there's all those to it, isn't it? Um, but I think it's fair to say that neither of us a betting in Robert McIntyre So there's no point in labouring. No, we don't need to back him until until the open, mate. Do we? No, and you've already done that. I thought so. I have done that many times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bernd Wiesberger 20 to 1, Matthias Schwab 25 to 1, Andy Sullivan 30 to 1, and it's 33 to 1 and bigger the rest. Um, of the top lot, I think we were talking very briefly beforehand before we all got interrupted. Matthias Schwab uh, was the name that probably stuck out for you, despite the fact that we worry whether we would get over the line.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a completely different test again. This is going to be accurate players, isn't it? You look at those that have won it. um those that have won it actually have a big correlation with, I mean, look, Mark Warren, Surrey, for example, um, both have uh, um, David Horsey, um all have correlation with Morocco, uh, which makes perfect sense. Uh, there's plenty of Malaya form there, um, Scottish Open, Qatar, Malaya. Uh, it's all it's all very very obvious, um, and I quite liked Austria of the of the recent for obvious reasons. Of a recent tournament's obviously over the Canary Islands, which was far wider and gave you much more opportunity. Um yeah, Schwab makes perfect sense. We know what he's been doing tea to Green for considerable while now. But you know, like we say every week until he gets to until he gets to a, a price I, I can't touch him. Um he's guaranteed to be there. But he doesn't win. he, he looks like he's gonna win. He doesn't win, he misses two-foot Pat's to coin your Brooks Koepka um, <laughs> phrase, and uh, but yeah, his figures are, are, are just beautiful. Um, his figures are the sort that um, Sky is going to put up if you're off on that this week. Um, he loves he loves this sort of thing. Um, I just we've said it a thousand times before. I don't trust him on the greens, but I I can not have to trust him on the greens as we will do in the very very near future. I don't have to trust a player on the greens, but it can't be 25-1 to 1 for me not to do that. No. That's the difference. No, so, uh, Schwab insane. sticks out, but um, yeah, not for me.
0: I think that another player you spoke about that, that would kind of um, stick out to me would be uh, Andrew Johnston. Um, I do think he's a little bit too volatile and unpredictable for me to take a, a price such as that. Um, but it stuck out to me that he's kind of improving in his putting recently. Um, which is sometimes a bit of his downfall and, and I just I just wonder if he's sort of coming back to his best now. Um Yeah, he's got Scottish Open form, Qatar form, he fits absolutely in. Um
1: his approach game is trending in the right direction. You I couldn't knock anybody um for doing it. I mean he was disappointing uh, at the Belfry, but still, you know, he follows Canaries for that top twenty. His greens in red which works perfect, he's Driving accuracy is perfect for here.
0: He um, must have a fantastic chance. Yeah. Yep, completely agree with all that. My first pick is down at forty fives and forty to one uh, with seven places. So anything that you got in between them? No, I had a good look at Justin Harding and then and then you know
1: had a stiff drink. Um, <laughs> again, huge you know huge cataphor which um, fits in again with the Warrens and Eastburgers, you know people like that. Um, I don't know. Play, obviously played well. Plays well at the really difficult courses as well. Um, he, he's one that I'm. He's one of those players that is, it's just the price that I can't back him. But I'm I'm quite concerned. I really want to be with him in, in some sort of way. I'm just and South Africans are obviously, you know, taking over the world at the moment. And they did really look as though they'd have the winner of the PGA before Phil arrived. Um, obviously Louis Grace is playing very very well. Uh, he hasn't been round here. I think you probably need a run round here. Um, but yeah, and he missed he missed the cut at uh, Austria, which I think is might be a bit of a correlation, perhaps. Um, and he also done that in Qatar, so that's what put me off. Even though I think his game is is suited to here. So you kick on with your forty-year
0: one. Yeah, before that, just one person Ryan Fox has been tearing it up in his own sort of country back in New Zealand, winning sort of mini tour events while everyone else has been playing other events and we haven't seen him since he was sick for the Saudi um, but he's someone that likes his kind of links, he's windy affected tests um, big hitter um, but I don't think he's been missed this week based on the fact of that and, and I don't know how much stock you can put in those as much as it is nice to see someone winning well uh, won one of them by 7 strokes um, I just thought the next guy that I'm going to mention it was at 10 points bigger almost um, Aaron Rye I just thought was enough for me to kind of go in that direction. Um, I say Aaron Wright in the way I did because he's someone that you're very fond of, talk about an awful lot. Um, And and we hear his name loads, really, in events that I just never think he's ever really going to do that well in. I think he's, and in the nicest possible way, I think he's just got a limited skill set. I think there's just places that he can win at and there's places that he absolutely can't um, because of his game. Um, But when he can... Then, then I'm quite happy to take him on and he's 18th and 10th at his golf course um, and it suits his game down to the ground clearly there's been a lot of uh, reference as you said earlier at the Renaissance at the Scottish Open he won against Fleetwood last year um, so that for me was enough to, uh, to take him on at 45 and 40 to 1 respectively Can't argue absolutely
1: bang on one of the straightest drivers there is one of the straightest iron players there is which will suit him absolutely down to the ground here when he's right absolutely awesome putter He's very methodical. Um, probably suit round here fits him perfectly well with the likes of David Horsey. Um, uh, you know, winners here. Um, not going to argue. I'm a big fan of Aaron Wright, um, and he will only turn up at at the correct courses. So you know, he's he's not on my list, and I'm not sure why he's not on my list to be honest. But he isn't on my list. So, uh, but I could I could see him I could see him easily easily winning this. Not a problem at all.
0: My well, next four are a hundred to one. So if you've got anything in between there, then uh, now's the time for you to bring it up.
1: Well, as well as uh, somebody bringing up Schwab, I think in, in your uh, your podcast, like he's absolutely certain to bring up Guido, isn't
0: he? Of course he is. Uh, yeah, I mean he's already a pick, and I haven't even asked him yet. <laughs> um, and and it's, it makes perfect sense. You know, we were on last time uh, when
1: we know he should have beat. He should have won at Belfry. Um, <laughs> It was just the 17th, wasn't it? He, nothing against Richard Black. By the way, Richard Bland Renaissance, Bill Mickelson Renaissance, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, very, very comparable. Um, yeah, he should have won. Uh, he needed two putts, really, from 50 feet on 17. Um, messed that up. He would have won that. Uh, 18, he's messed up as well. Um, and the playoff is messed up. So, yeah, it wasn't great to watch to be honest with you. I mean, it was brilliant until then. But again, I think um, just the way he plays, his iron play, his top 10 in greens in regulation um, the last three times he's played. I know you've got uh, Grand Canary in Tenerife, which, you know, I can leave alone, but he was fourth again in Qatar. And obviously at Qatar, he's only got beaten by a 60-foot putt on the uh, 72nd hole. Everything points from going well. 33rd last year is fine. Uh, Sorry, in 2019
0: is absolutely fine, his debut ended with a sixty seven. Best round of the week, was I was going to say is it's kind of a highlight, isn't it, to see him he get does yeah of he it.
1: does. Yeah, best rounds of the week there. Best round of the week Qatar. Qatar. as I say, Qatar works fantastically here. Um sixty eight, which should have been a sixty six, uh, last time in the Belfry. I don't wanna, you know, mirror what, you know, our colleague, uh, our guest on here and your colleague is doing, but I, I still think until he until he gets too short, I think you've got to keep back in him. So forty five to one Guido is going in the pot.
0: Yeah. Well, I know Sky is is kind of flicking his wounds because he's been beaten now by two people with a combined age of uh, almost a hundred, uh, in Phil Mickelson and Richard Bland. First of all, beating Guido, and then beating brits Kepcz. He came on the show last week yeah. and gave him up. Um, so he's uh, slightly upset. I imagine he wants to go to local care home and punch someone. But he's, uh <laughs> you know, th- these things happen, don't they? Richard Bland was a fairy tale story, and so was Phil Mickelson. So if the the process is right i have nothing to actually argue with Greedo. Um, we've we've got we've got we've got the option of laying off on betfair yeah
1: yeah i know we do we don't because you know it's lovely to uh to actually grab the winner and it's disappointing to give quarter third half of your money away but there's the option if you get short um you know whether we do it or not is up to us but it is it's there's more to just the money, isn't there? It's it's it, you know the fact that you can pick a winner of 155 plus players, um, you know, is an achievement. And yeah. and when you get so close and they mess up like that, to be honest, and it, 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 I mean Brooks would messed up the whole round. Guido messed up Two one holes. Hole. Yeah. Well, yeah, in effect one. Yeah, I think he, I think what happened on 18 was a
0: result of what happened on 17. To be well, honest, I think. But I think even that you know the playoff hole, I think that that, that yeah that the approach was just. Nowhere near good enough, was it? No, absolutely. But, but
1: nevertheless, you know, like I say, he's, he's got his form in, in Qatar, could have won Qatar, which would put him straight up here. Um, obviously, we haven't seen him in the Scottish Open, so we're not sure. But the way he's playing, the way he's striking, the way his irons are, this is the perfect course for him. So, yep, he, he's going in. Sorry, mate.
0: Yep. That's right, mate. Uh, the, another one I mentioned before I move on in terms of the Scottish Open was uh, Romaine Um Third at the Scottish Open 2019, third here in 2019. Um, Mauritius, he's played well, bit of a win there. Wales Open, he's obviously won. Um, he's just not, he's just not playing the way that you'd want him to play. But I suppose that's fairly reflected in his price. It wasn't that long ago that he finished fifth in Kenya, um, so I thought there was there was a reasonable amount. But I just, I just like these other guys that are coming up better. Yeah, I think you're to, right. How many can you back? Hmm. You know, he's a very talented player
1: and. Uh, when he's right, I think he, will, you know, he will win again, no problem. But yeah, uh, yeah how many, can, how many can you back? So you've got to leave some out. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mentioned. Do you want it before we get to double figures? Richie Ramsey, yeah, who again fits in absolutely perfectly with the, um, you know, with the type of player that's been that's been winning this tournament. Uh, Morocco form, um, again, it's just perfect. We, you know, I do it all the time, and I'm really sorry to bore you to death, but there are there are groups of players. David Horsey, one hand, Richie Ramsey, the other. You know, Harry Hill, you've got to have a system. Um, he fits perfectly well. Um, I'm slightly concerned about his recent form, but if he is going to come back to form here, Morocco, that that's where he's going to do it. Um, I just thought 80-1 to 1 was work, definitely worth a look anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, Julian Suri, before we go on to our... Well, I think we I've kind of almost talked you into him as well. Um, But before we go into our consensus pick of the week before we even started talking, um, Julian Suri for me is someone I've been banging on about most of the season really um, and put up a couple of times. If he doesn't put one out of bounds more than once during a round, then he's got a chance. Um, His off the tee game has been concerning for a little while now. But I sort of wrote down a little thing of it improvers and and his putting improved greatly Uh, last time out. He was 12th. Played very well there. I think that he's been close uh, over the last sort of five events. And I think that just having a week off to, to sort of reset probably really helped him. Um, we sort of relived that final round that he won when we were speaking to David Horsey on the podcast. He sort of had a you know brilliant weekend there, didn't he? Back in 2017 uh, to win this. And that's his only start. So, you know, one start, one win here. And he's 100-1 to playing decent golf. Um, I thought there was plenty of juice in the price yeah he's a good player and he's only just only, what's he been
1: back a year year and a bit since injury and half of that was locked down anyway yeah um, yeah he's improving led last, led last week didn't he at the Belfry
0: yeah
1: um, Moroccan form obviously likes it here I've got no problem I, I think I think there is juice in the price I think you're right I think he's a better player than his price it's just a matter of getting it done I'd, I'd put him in the sort of uh, Langasque type of territory um, in terms of, of, of quality, yeah. So yeah, therefore, if, if he was priced, if he was priced next to him or, or somewhere, somewhere like that. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be happy with that. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm. He's definitely on the definite
1: definite possible list. Put it like that at the price.
0: Yeah, I think that's a nice list to put him on. Let's go to Eduardo Molinari. Um, you messaged me before we'd even start talking about the event he um, told me he was going to win next week before anything came up, before we dug into it deeper um, before Phil went and done what he did um, all it is with Eduardo, I mean we know what he's doing tee to green and, in an approach but we'll tell you anyway um, he's fourth in his approach over the last eight weeks according to tour tips and third tee to green so he's got it on an absolute string uh, 28th, 11th and 3rd the last three times uh, if he could have anybody else putt for him he would, have, he would have won, surely, uh, at the Belfry, because he's been absolutely superb, hasn't he? He's striking the ball.
1: Yeah, I love Dodo. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, the, the putting thing is clearly a, a confidence thing because he never had any problem, I say, back in the day, back in 2010 when he was he was absolutely flying. Um, relevance of why Dodo? I mean, obviously, I drive an T to green. It's yeah. um, hugely relevant here. I know it's fairly obvious, but... Um, you know, distance doesn't really matter. But the fact is that he's not actually short. Um, like you say, he's been top 11 in, in driving, accuracy. He's gone 21-4-1 in greens and regulation, so he's trending right. 24-25-15 scrambling if he needed to, not that he's missing that many greens. And it is the putting that's absolutely killing him. He's losing, he's losing shots. He's passed, uh less than average um, for his putting. You want to go at the strokes gained, again, same thing. You know, 8, five, eight Eighth, eighteenth, and fifth uh, off the tee. Fourteenth, fourth, and second, improving. Um, you know, thirteen shots over the field last time. Nine, nine shots. So he's got uh, what? 15, 28 shots he's found over the field, tee green in his last three, three efforts. Just absolutely remarkable. But he's losing up to seven shots to the field. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Canary Islands pattern. Um It's not going to be quite that bad. But you know, even losing that three at uh, the Belfry is going to cost him. We go back to his record. Um, let's look at Mark Warren, for example. Yeah. Uh, Mark Warren won the Scottish Open, um, won at Glen Eagles. Dodos won the Scottish Open, won at Glen Eagles. When he won at Glen Eagles, he needed three birds in the last three holes to beat, I think, Brett Rumford.
0: He was, yeah, um, uh, five strike. I,
1: I was on, and I was. it was one of the great, great, great days. Um, from that, of course, he then got picked for the Ryder Cup. Um, 2013, he's got Malayan form, he was second over there. Uh, wasn't doing a lot, and then 2017 came back and won in Morocco the trophy of Sad, which fits in with everybody else. I just think every single thing about him points that he has to contend here, but for the putting. Putting can come, putting can go. Um, he knows what he's got to do, so let's hope that. Um, I mean, last time he played was, was Belfry, so he's had a couple of weeks to work on it. <sighs> you know, if, if he, if he puts, yeah, you said to me earlier, if he puts. He's going to lap this field Yeah. Um, to be honest A lap it, lap it might You know lap it might be pushing, it's pushing it, it Isn't it Of course it is I would I would certainly expect him To, to be challenging Come the 72nd hole it's, it's, Everything about it Points to it um, I sent a few texts out um, Not only to yourself But to uh, Somebody else About Dodo And we were talking about What price we'd expect And we were thought, thinking Somewhere around Between 33 and 50 I was hoping for 60 this morning, 365 went up at 90. And and later on, obviously, everybody's gone 100. I just think that's ridiculous. He played so, so well. He's playing well. He's done it for a while now. I think he's absolute storming better. And you'll uh, he hear me drive off in a new car, I think it's,
0: What I don't understand about the price, because I was very much the same as you, I, don't think, I didn't think it was going to be as short as, as maybe 30. I, I kind of expected 45s, 50s. And I almost expected like an overreaction. I also expected everyone to put him up, and and there'd be loads to it, and and he'd become unbackable, and it'd be really disappointing because he'd go and win, and it'd be really obvious. He's forty years old, and he's almost being treated like he's fifty. We've just seen a fifty-year-old win a PJ Championship, by the way. Um, but you look at and thank everyone because this person kind of come up when I was looking at the research, and someone that could potentially change. Miko Corhonen is fifty-five, sixty-six to one because he's finished third last time out. Um, that was an anomaly compared to his current form, really. Um hasn't won hasn't got the pedigree that, that Molinari has. I mean he's won twice, but one of it was a shot clock masters, one of it, you know, he's you know, he's had a long enough career to have done better than that if he's a better player than Molinari, so he's not. Um and Molinari's doubled the price of him. I don't I don't think that to me, I always say like if you see a, a player of Clearly, elite talent at some point during their career, and they start flashing brilliance. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't just take them on board. I don't understand the price at all.
1: No, we've we've seen we've seen Westwood come from, come from well a couple of times there. Uh, Westwood come from nowhere now, um, you know, fully respected now. I mean, okay, bland won last week, and he's I mean that price differential now is ridiculous. Yeah, how he can be sixty at one is just just absolute nonsense. But you go back exactly as you say. You know, you look at somebody like Ryan Fox, who, fair enough, is playing well, but doesn't want this. This is not what he wants. Um, I can absolutely guarantee he doesn't finish in the top 10. Um, This is is just not his course. Um, And he's 33 to 1. He's a third of the price of Molinari, who's done it on the big stage. Fox hasn't. Um, So he's done it on the big stage a number of times. He knows what he's doing. And the only thing he's got to do is get that pattern right.
0: Um, Which we know see, how volatile it is for anyone week to week, don't we?
1: Hundred percent. You know, I just don't, don't get it. You know, he's bigger than. Yeah, you know, there's there's players there that I just don't get it. He, as you rightly say, you know, they're shorter than him. We don't believe he should be. So let's see what happens. I certainly expect him to have uh, numerous chances. I mean, if he misses every single one, we're in trouble. Yeah. But he should he should be getting so so many chances and. You know, uh, it was you know, his brother's done the same, you know, Franny was gone, wasn't he? Absolutely yep. gone at the game. Um, he's come back in some way. No reason why why, you know, Dodo can't.
0: And it's almost being treated, like we're saying there, that he can miss a handful of putts and he probably will, and it'd be a really frustrating week and he might finish twelfth because of that. But Schwab but misses Schwab misses <laughs> yeah. hundreds of putts every yeah.
1: single week. Yeah. Um, and, and there he is
0: at, at twenty five. And that's the thing is he's hitting the ball in that ball at the same sort of level as him, and he's got the pedigree of getting over the line. I don't think he gets, I don't think he misses putts because he's nervous. He's mechanically or mentally got something going on there. It's not, it's not a nerves thing. He's been there and done it. He he wants to be in the fight. You can see it in every single thing that he talks about. Um, I think he went for a little stage where maybe he got kind of caught up in the data thing, and and because he's very analytical, isn't he? He's very Mark Brody esque. Uh, talks to an awful lot. set I think he's set up his own data company. So I think he's very much driven by that. And that's and that's obviously what it's out for his game because he's making this little comeback. Um I just think his price is if he's never going to win again, which I don't believe is the case. So there we go. Enough on Eduardo Molinari. I've, Hang got... On, yep. <laughs> I've got two here now that, that I'm not quite sure of, but I think they're too big. Uh Chris Paisley just purely based on the fact he's been fourth from third here in the past. Likes this sort of test. Um, putting obviously, generally speaking, is his is his wheelhouse. Um, hasn't been driving the ball particularly well. I think he can put that right, especially on an open layout. Um, and then the other one, talking on the same sort of lines of Eduardo Molinari, uh, Soren Kjeldsen. I think that he showed signs, you know, of, of late. Uh, it's particularly at the British British marshes where he's nineteenth, and again he's he's come up in my improvers list in the strokes gain approach he's 43rd 14th and 16th the last three starts um we know he can play well here we know he plays a sort of test well that we we want him to play well to uh, to link to this um yeah I, I i kind of hope to be bigger than what he was at 125 to 1 just because i think it does it does require all the chips to kind of fall in his lap for it to, to happen and maybe get a bit tougher than than maybe i'm expecting it to and and you know things like that, and I think it could be a good week as opposed to a winning week. But I thought it was worth mentioning before we before we uh, hung it up. Yep. Yeah. No complaints. The last one for me, uh, and he was three hundred to one earlier. I think he's coming a little bit to to is Paul Dunn. Um, he talks about Morocco earlier. Uh, you know he's he's done that. Uh, British Masters, one. Um, and, and, and his his form the, the loss of form is not just down to the fact that he's completely gone to the game he's had injury issues isn't it and that's something that you want to keep an eye on I mean this is a guy that whether rightly or wrongly he was talked about as a right, future Ryder Cup player um, but yeah like you say he's got the first in the British Masters second in Morocco he was fourth here in 2019 he's been fourth tenth and fourteenth in three starts on the golf course and um, he was tied 19th, I think it was, after 36 holes at the Belfry. Obviously, gave it back um, over the weekend. But there's just been little signs. Canary Islands, the other 65, 66, when he was 45th. I think that the amount of time that he's had off has meant that he's, you know, he's got to get back into the competitive spirit and get that, you know, get his driver working well under pressure with the hand injury, injury he's had. Um, his putting definitely hasn't gone away. Uh, He's sixth in the field in putting, which is something that we can always rely on him. You mentioned Austria as a nice recent leak when he was 33rd there, um, and that was sort of earlier on in his recovery from the injury. So to me, I just think he's done enough to kind of warrant attention. If he's going to be the player, if it is just injury that's derailed him and he's going to be the player that was expected of him, then his talent alone should be enough to back him at his price.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never been as taken with Paul Dunn as, as you know as his reputation yeah. uh, suggests. But I agree. I agree completely. He he, he won't be one I could back, but I could see why we're we're talking about the same type of player continually. Um, and and therefore, yeah, you know, you've got uh, can you get eight no seven places this week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah seven players have got to fill it, in there. So
0: why not? Any others for the event?
1: Uh, I just thought the two Nikolais were worth mentioning. Nikolai Hogard, um, who's starting to play play very well now. Um, he, he's trending in the right direction. Um, I, his fourth in Canary Islands, I'm not going to take as, as particularly relevant to this week. It was more the seventh in Austria. Um thought that was really good. Um, he's very, very big off the tee. I'm just wondering whether he's a bit wild for this course. Um, so, not sure about him. Um, Nikolai Van, what's-his-face at 225? Um, thought that was slightly insulting, really. Um, always plays well in Austria. Led Austria uh, two years ago, or a year and a half ago, wherever you want to do it. Um, led that going into the final day. Obviously fell away. Um, and he was also very prominent at halfway this year um, before slightly falling away. But his putting is unbelievable. Um, he's led the putting twice recently. Um, very, very aggressive. Again, not sure it suits here, but 225. There, there might be a top 20 play or something like that there for him. And my old mate Jordan Smith, who who follows this, Aaron Rye, really, in, in my um, affections, if you like. Hmm. Um, awesome Tita Green player. Obviously, the pattern has been letting him down for the past year, year and a half. Um, looks to have slightly improved that. But has that taken it away from his iron play? I don't know. But this is this is exactly the type of course that that John Smith will want. Um, so they were of interest, but whether I'm actually going to going to put money down, um, I don't know. It might just be a light week because I'm really really happy with the two or three that we've got. Oh, Maverick Ancliffe, I must mention as well. Plenty of Asian form, so plenty of tricky track form there. Australia obviously can be tricky. Um, top twenty at Qatar, um, and and again his ball striking, his his iron play. We we talk about these players all the time, but we're looking at. Antcliffe is the same as Sean Croker, he's the same as Janice Veerman. Do you know what I mean? They're all the same type of player, but Antcliffe made the list for driving accuracy and to Green and the others didn't. Um and at three figures, again, you know, I may throw a few a few quid away on him, or it might be a top ten or top twenty. But that that was pretty much about it for that lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, just a couple that kind of missed missed out, you know, later on. Alexander Bjork's a favourite of mine, but just doesn't seem to quite be putting four rounds together. Uh, Shabunka Sharma came up in in the improving strokes gain approach, um, but in the end, to kind of decided it's not really a test for him. And and also, I just thought that Laurie Cancer was um, someone that everyone was kind of waxing lyrical about for for such an extended period of time. Um, he's still the sort of same player that he is and always has been uh, since he's come out on the European tour. Um, and I haven't seen much buzz around him, but. You know, plenty short enough for me. It has been for for most of the time. But they were the people that I've just got in this sort of strokes gain approach improving list, and uh, and something I wanted to talk about. But Thomas Bjorn probably wins at a thousand ones, given the uh, the current age range, and uh, and everyone goes home happy. Another fairy tale story of him winning in his home country. So yeah, that's it for the made in Himaland as opposed to the made in Denmark this week. I'll have to make sure that is written correctly on the podcast title. Um, over to Colonial, and this is where we started the tournament previews. Jason, believe it or not, uh, this time Ep-ep- last year, episode seventeen. It was episode seventeen. There you go. So we had we had sixteen, well, we had fifteen interviews before then, and a and a, and a Masters that never was conversation. But this was our first. It was it was a coming back party, wasn't it? Um, an incredible final round there. Actually, I remember being you know really good. Really I think people were probably more excited about it because it was the return to golf but it was a very good uh final round in its own right. And uh I think it will be again this week. I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see how people come from such a difficult test into this one. Um, you know, everyone was probably raring to go last time, you know, after such an extended break and this time they've come from one of the most brutal tests in in recent time. Um Jordan spieth is a ten to one favourite ahead of Justin Thomas at 12s, Colin Morricaro at 14s, Daniel Berger at 18s, uh, Abraham Anser at 20s. Any of those
1: tickle your fancy? No, Anser ruined his price by what he did over the weekend, that seven under yesterday. Um, playing really, really well. Could have won the spar should have won the That wasn't his fault. He'd done everything he possibly could. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's playing fantastic. I mean, this is all about approaches, you know, and, and you know, giving yourself a chance off the fairway. You know, you're not going to be able to bosh this about. So, this suits Ansah down to the ground. He's got travelers form. Um, it's just 20-1. to 1. Makes absolutely no appeal whatsoever. So, he'll um, have to be left out and then we'll wait for him to go back out um, past uh, the second um, best Mexican on tour. <laughs> and uh, we can go, we can start backing him again at 45 and 50. You know, it, it's the same as we always say. You know, we know what these players are going to do. We know where they perform. Uh, let's just hope that they miss a couple of cuts and we can get a better price, but he can win at 20. I'm not going to cry about that.
0: So I thought Patrick Ree was overpriced. I think that the the form that he's in is being overlooked because there are others that are doing similar, um, but he won at Tory Pines uh, and won well. Ninth at the Workday at WGC, 22nd at the Players, 8th at the Masters, 6th in uh at the wells fargo and then 17th last week i mean he wasn't i don't think he was ever really right in the hunt was he but he never really put himself out of it um was 69 70 over the weekend his best two rounds when everyone else seems to be going sort of backwards and you know he's got good enough form here you know he's he's had what is it uh 15th and a 7th in two starts here um you know, like I said, great current reform. I think that's been overlooked. I think if his name was anything other than Patrick Reed he'd be sixteen to one, maybe fourteen to one. Um the the hate around him has quietened down a little bit, I think, because he hasn't been moving his ball on camera or whatever it's doing. But, you know, there certainly seems to be less hurrah around him and I think that that could really favour him. You know, this is the eighth best player in the world according to the World Rankings. Um what is he? And he's the eighth price player this week. So you know, are those seven players more likely to win than him in the betting? Six players ahead of him. He's priced basically the same as Corey Connors who I know we keep laughing at because of the prices that he's got down to and there are certain elements that suggest he should be around that price but I mean Scotty Scheffler's there he's never, never done it I know it's based on potential and I know he probably will go on to, to win a handful of PGA Tour events but Reed has won nine of them already you don't need to figure out what he's going to do he's already done it same with Tony Fee now, he's potentially gonna break through at some point. I believe he will. I think he'll win a major championship at some point. But Patrick Reed's already done that. He's probably gonna win another one before the other two even win a regular event. So I don't know. I just thought twenty two to one was too big.
1: I think we always put Reed up when it's um, quality, when it's quality or when it gets difficult. I know we were talking about him last week, weren't we? Yeah. We said if it gets when it gets really, really difficult. Um he'll come to the fore and, and he did really over uh, the weekend I know he was never threatened but it was still an excellent effort yeah I don't, I don't have any problem there to be honest with you um, I thought it was interest looking at the last few years those that appeared regularly taken away from the obvious names uh, Peter Allheim obviously Jordan Rory Sabatini who oh, I love um, <laughs> Kevin Nye and Daniel Berger uh, uh, all sort of there's a there's number of tournaments that turn up there um Memorial Byron Nelson in particular for, for whatever reason that is. Um, I can leave Reed alone at twenty two.
0: I just I just thought that, you know, he's only, he only finishes two behind the two that, that you know competed in the playoff last year. That tied seven is actually better than it even seems because you know, he shot a sixty three on the moving day, got himself in pole position, moved up a couple of spots with a sixty seven and, and it still wasn't enough. Um I, I think I think we when we consider the sort
1: of player that we we you know we talked about last year and, and we talked about here um, yeah. you know the daniel burgers blah 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 you know the Simpson type characters um and we looked at it and said you know we're looking further down past 50 et etc and I think having gone through that major just yesterday yeah for me i'm not really interested in looking at anybody at that price but you know you can never not read out of anything can you Know, he's he's a, he's you know he's an absolute rock violer,
0: isn't he? So Yeah, it's just he's he's an incredible uh you know, competitor, but he just just for me, he struck the ball really well last week. Um and yeah, I've, I've set my pace on him. I was really uh looking to back Wacky Neiman. Uh I thought forty to one was fairly generous. He's coming into thirty three to 1, 30 to 1, 25, 28 starting to become a little bit less appealing when he's closer to Reid than, than I'd want him to be. I was really interested to see what he did yesterday because he was kind of someone that was fancied going into the week by some and, and a lot of people pointed out that he's been terrible in major championships and I just thought he got to that final round with a chance of you know being able to, to put his name there and, and have a top 10 and, and had a bad day. I don't think he's alone having a bad day. A lot of people did, so I wouldn't hold that completely against him, but it just felt like he went the wrong way. Um and has almost been seen as a positive, as opposed to to maybe you know come undone a bit. Saying that might that might just hurt a little bit more than maybe we'd expect it to. He looks too, he looks too short to me. Mm. I know he's going to do it. I know one day he's going to do it. He just
1: he does. He doesn't appear. I don't think, oh, he does actually. He's top ten, t green, does doesn't he? So it's my apologies. Um, but look, Sanjay M is next to him in the betting. He would be my pick. Yeah. Of of that lot around that price, but again am um, I really fussed uh, those that, that that I know they weren't in contention over the week. Well Sang Jim was, wasn't he, until he until he completely gnaws that
0: um, Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, mind you so many were. And I just think four days later, around the course it's demanding accuracy. I can leave him I can leave the whole lot alone. I mean, yeah, you can make cases for an awful lot. Of them. Um Quite interesting, Harmon and Horsell really. Just just outside that, I think this course is really, you know, obviously up their street. Yeah. Um, I can leave them, I can leave them all alone. Anybody below fifty, I, I'm I'm not bothered about him this week, to be honest with you, except for one player, obviously. But then you can nick fifty five about him. So,
0: come on in, give us give us your first name.
1: Right, so I'm going to as we discussed earlier, we quite fancy a couple of players that just don't ever win, but <laughs> their ball striking is just unbelievable. Charlie Hoffman's the first one, stand yeah. standout fifty five. 365 at the moment. Everybody else is 40 and 45. That's quite understandable. Um, He's uh, after last week. He's gone uh, ranked ninth in uh, approaches this year, from 12th, which is uh, perfectly good enough as well. Um, I think it was only at Heritage where he was outside the top 10 um, of his last uh, 10 completed starts in that stat. Um, The Texas Open, he was 13th to green. Last week's PGA. He was, was he first to a green? I don't know. I can't remember the notes now. Hold on. Mm. I've, gone all, I've gone all wrong here. He I wasn't.
0: Mean, he was 17th all... to green last week. It?
1: It's all kicking off. I don't Third know in approach.
0: Third in approach. Sorry. That's why I am. Yeah.
1: Um, either way, he's, he's been playing really, really well for his, from his, um, his eyes. Oh, yeah. There we are. Look. Yeah. Absolutely. Stats yeah. Green's regulation. Uh, Tourtips.com. Yeah. Yeah. Stats Comp. and down statistics. Yeah. yeah stats cursive, tourtips as opposed to my writing. Yeah. <laughs> So he led the greens in red last week um, off a 12th in driving accuracy, which counted for an awful lot last week. Uh, we know what his problem is. For whatever reason, he doesn't get it done. He holds the 60-footers, doesn't he, and doesn't doesn't knock the five-footers in that are important. Um, but you look at his trending approaches. Yeah, sorry, you're right here. Yeah. So he was third third last week, second at the Valspar, eighth at Texas Open, which will count here, third at the players, fourth at the AP, ninth at Genesis. It's just ridiculous what he's doing. He's finding strokes all over the field it is a bit surprising that he hasn't actually got a lot closer to winning really yeah you, um, you know even Texas open over second but he, he never really had a chance behind Jordan um, everything points to him having a fantastic tournament here he's got the game that's spot on um, over here he's got a couple of top 15 or three top fifteens in the 10th 13th um, and 13th in 2019 when he hit 63 he actually at 63 first round in 2018 as well Um I just think everything's pointing to him having a, a, a proper tournament. He's flying, he doesn't expect anything, I don't think. He's not like a Jordan Spieth that will expect something to happen, but he's got an equally enviable record um in Texas. I, I was I was very happy to take him at, um whatever I got earlier. I think I I rather than the plate, I think I took the places rather than being the fact that it's Charlie Hoffman rather <laughs> than the better price but he appeals more. I don't think he'll be as affected by what happened over the
0: weekend as some of those that we've talked about above. No, I think it just, it's just more off a duck's back for him, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's been there and done it for years and he knows what he is. He knows that if, he, if he's playing well, puts himself in contention. If he doesn't get it done, he doesn't get it done. I think he's just very grateful to be rocking around still on the PJ Tour. and
1: he's playing fantastic. Yeah,
0: he's, he's reset his game from the last couple of years again i think he's great mm. i think it's, it's it's brilliant i think to see these guys and I have a lot of respect for them that that you kind of expect them to go away uh as soon as they sort of drop off you know charlie hoffman is not young and you think okay maybe he's, he's done his winning of what he's done in his career and and then all of a sudden he just turns into an absolute ball striking machine in well into his 40s you know it's just surprising really um you know he wasn't first round leader at the Masters this year because he didn't quite get in but if he carries on playing the well he will be next year in um, his green glove probably so you know yeah I think I think it's a great pick and then both of us uh, are really sweet on someone that definitely doesn't win uh, in Emiliano Grillo uh, very similar to to what we're saying there about Charlie Hoffman is his you know just the way he strikes the ball which is you know very typical of Grillo anyway isn't it it's not like a surprise but you know fourth second and ninth in the strokes going approach the last three times he's been out he's top 10 in strokes and approach strokes can teach green top 10 in course form according to store tips. top 10 in current form um and when you see all of those you know 66 70s uh with with the places available you know i'm more than happy i think 60 to 1 8 places is the best in terms of odds and, and place terms um i think that's more than fair
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the sort of bloke you look and you think, oh, he's going to be default, is I can't touch him. But yeah, when he was third here in 2018, he actually led the par threes, was third in pattern average, unbelievably. First in scrambling, seventh in par fours. Par four form is going to be massive here, isn't it? So mm-hmm. people like Hoffman Green are going to absolutely eat this up. Um, this year, I think he's third overall in greens in reg. Um, I think he's tied first in par four scoring average. First in um, something else I can't read, as usual. Um, he's currently tied 35th on the par threes as well, uh, but he was 16th before last weekend. You've mentioned the um, strokes gained approach top 10, greens in red 12, 26, and fifth. Um, last week was interesting. Uh, he was 81st in driving accuracy, which is slightly unusual for him, but he was 12th in greens in regulation. So that mm-hmm. shows just how well he's just how well he's playing because you know if you can if you can be 12th. Um, with approaches for some of that stuff that people are finding, then um, you are hitting the ball tremendously. And the final thing that really swung it was um, he's got a couple of nice finishes at Memorial, ninth and 11th. Um, and that fits in with the likes of All right Bryson DeChambeau, who's got terrific form here. Uh, Justin Rose, who's got form here. You go back, Jordan's got, obviously, Byron Nelson. He's got plenty of top 20s and he's got a ninth. Sabatini, who plays well here all the time. He's got a second number of top 20s, top 15s at Memorial. Kevin nah who's won here, has got 9th, 13th, 2nd at Memorial. So, yeah, you know, Memorial is a classic course, isn't it? Another yeah. course where you have to strike the ball particularly well. Again, if he's on his game, if he's on his irons, yeah, we're going to, you know, you're going to be nervous if he hits the front. You're going to be, you know, if you're going to Sunday and he's two behind, you expect expecting him to hit 63. He's not going to do it. Um, but at the prices for the for the place element, him and Hoffman are just they're just high and play machines at the moment, and I'm very very happy. You know they, they'll they'll do for me. Um, there's a couple more I've looked at, but I'm going to play it quite light. And and they look, I'm certain one of them is going to do something at some point during the week. So
0: they're fine. Well, Grillo came back as well. You know when you look at 38 and you wonder you know what went wrong last week, and he started off with 77, um, when everyone else was kind of getting their scores in that the best of their week you suppose um he had a terrible round but he bounced back from that and and made the cut and then had a steady weekend and a steady weekend was enough to to take you up the leaderboard so for me his his last three rounds have been you know very steady and he had had one bad day and i think anyone could be forgiven that and if it's not on a sunday that's even better um yeah i just i just think that there's just too much and it's hard because when you look at his you say he's a winner He's won the web.com and he's won the PJ and they both came with, like within a months of each other um, and he hasn't done it since. But, it, you know, it, I think sometimes we've, we've seen it in the past that people take a long time to, to follow up a win. That doesn't necessarily mean they're bad players or, you know, he's got a very obvious weakness in putting, which you can't afford to have when you when you want to win multiple titles. So, there we go. Emiliano no, I mean, Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, Puerto Rico, he was better than that 11th, wasn't he? Corrales, yeah. he was better than the 6th. Um, I mean that maybe will be the story of the rest of his career, but and he does seem to get really down when he does miss those parts that we know he's going to miss, and he can, yeah. I don't know whether he goes into the putt expecting to miss it now, which is a, is a bit of a worry. But again, you know he's another player. I mean, look, we're we're doing all this the whole week now, aren't we? I mean it's um, you know we've done it over at um, Denmark as well. You know we we put up Dodo um, and various people that that had they been a, you know if they could putt like a demon we always say it you know they'd be winning lows but
0: mm.
1: you can't you can't do everything you can't be top three in striking the ball and top three in putting otherwise the rest might not turn up um, so one week they're going to drop or one week every you know half your shots is going to be within three feet and you're going to make every single one you know so um, yeah I, I'm I'm very very happy to have them two yeah um, before you know I
0: move on I've got Joel Damon uh, written down here, he's been improving with his irons uh, over the last couple of starts. He was 19th uh, three starts ago, 14th last week at the PGA. Uh, similar to Tees green, 15th and 32nd. He's had two top 20 finishes here, uh, 20th on debut, where he was kind of 30th, 23rd, 21st, 20th. So he grew into the week. Um, and then it, last year, night, 12th, 22nd, 19th. So he's always kind of around that sort of top 20 very safely in it uh, after round one. I just think now he's got that win under his belt. He comes back to a course that he, you know, thinks he can play well at. Uh, well, he's proven that he can play well at. He's a hundred to one with eight places. I don't know whether the win equity in this field uh, is very high because obviously where he won was was a you know opposite field event, and he's probably taken advantage of playing the Corales, But he's played well in good events. You know, he's 18th in the Wells Fargo a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, we know he's got ability to contend. Um, you know, second in the Wells Fargo two years ago, uh, fifth at the Genesis, tenth at the PGA in 2020, fifth at Bay Hill. You know, he can compete with the best. Second at John Deere. So, I think he can get up there. Whether he can get over the line again twice in the season is is to be seen. But hundreds, one eight places with someone that's improving with the irons and coming back to a course they like. Uh, yeah, I like it. We, 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 we got put off of him didn't we when he said that he, he didn't really care about winning and if he could do anything yeah. else that would make enough money he would do that but I think yeah. isn't he isn't he I mean is that lying to yourself it. so that you when you you know take the pressure off
1: because no, you just watch him on Twitter he just mind you have said that Phil's like well, whether Phil actually typed his own stuff I don't know but <laughs> you know he, I mean he's probably the most active person on Twitter now he's you know he's passing Max Homer isn't he yeah um, You know, David he's getting him, that money him. that's why he loves a wind up, and and I, I think for me the way it looks like he's like them just can't believe it. You know, every week he goes out, earns a you know six figures. Um, doesn't have to do anything particularly special. Sponsors all keep coming to him. He gets exposure, another six figures. Hmm. You know, he's gonna be a multi-millionaire, and he won't have to win anything. So good luck to him. He's, to be fair, he's a very very good player. Um, and if he did dedicate himself, maybe. But he's having the whale well of his time. And if I could do what he's doing, I would.
0: <laughs> yeah I think he'd, I think we definitely sort with him wouldn't we so you know there is that Peter Uline you've been uh, alluding to a couple of times he was 200 to one early when earlier when I wrote my picks down and I put him down for that just based on the fact he's been 13th and 14th here um, his numbers are not great in terms of approach and, and tee to Green but he's very much a man that just likes certain uh, events he very much likes playing in Texas when he spoke on the podcast he was he was gutted at Trinity Forest away from him but he clearly likes this part of the world. He likes a bit of the wind that comes up, but the, the tree line effects of it, where he doesn't have to go and bomb it, despite the fact he can get it out there. I think it kind of suits him. Eight places, 125 to one for a recent winner, albeit on the on the Corn Ferry. I thought was was reasonable enough, but I was I was a bit peeved that it went from 200 to 125, and I'm kind of talking myself out of it. The other one. I I sort of mentioned that I thought you might like was uh, Troy Merritt as someone that you've kind of brought up in the past. He's uh, been playing pretty well of late, uh, has played well here in the past and he's out there at 150 to one. Yeah, he did, to be honest,
1: he's he's one of a number. I mean, there's him, there's Matt Naismith, um Mackenzie Hughes, all have the ability. I just didn't think they stood out particularly this week. Um, having said that, it is a week where it's very easy to see the top lot, top fancy lot doing very little, blowing up maybe when it when it counts, um, and seeing one of these come through. I mean, Naismith definitely is, is appealing on his best form. Um, his approach form is fantastic, and, and Mackenzie Hughes normally is a great putter, but hasn't done it for a while. Um, there's there's so many down there to be honest with you. Um, Kevin Na I think had to be looked at quite seriously. Um, again, it's the type of course, isn't it, more than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, and he's obviously got traveller's form which counts here as has Mackenzie Hughes of course he was fourth in 2020 um, and Tita Green is always high up um, Bit gutted Keegan Bradley isn't playing so I thought he had a massive chance but you know he isn't so there we are and the other one was Jason Cochrane, who uh, was yeah. ninth to Tita Green last year yeah, I think he's top 20 still Tita Green this year he might have fallen away after the weekend recent form is slightly off putting um but he's got Byron Nelson form and um yeah, I could definitely see him doing something. He was one that, that was was the first one that came to my mind when I was looking through it. But I think the others have surpassed him. So like I say, I'm gonna take it quite quite light this week and probably have a look, you know, in running. Um but I'd be quite interested. I do I do think if one of the fancy players that were involved last week um you know, they could easily sort of mentally blow up over the weekend. I think there is a chance here of getting a getting a result with a big price. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't. Just the way, just the way it's fallen it just doesn't appeal as much as last year. I, last year we were quite confident in Berger, um, and he, you know, he obviously done the job. Uh, and this year, I haven't got that confidence. So, you know, there's there's had plenty of other tournaments, isn't there? There's three yeah. coming next week that we're going to preview. So, let's keep it light.
0: Yeah, and I think think what you're saying there about it could easily see them blowing up i mean last year like you said all the sort of best players come to the fore because it was a case of you know natural talent takes over when everyone's been off for so long uh what they've all had to endure last week uh could really be you know a big factor you know you look at jordan speak someone that was going into there uh hoping to complete the grand slam probably the best chance he's going to have for a little while Considering the way he was hitting the ball um and the open pedigree and, and all that sort of stuff and you know, he just, I think, was it something like 18 of the 20 club pros or whatever putted betting in one round? So he's going to have, that's yeah, going to knock to his confidence.
1: 150 or so, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And that, and that won't happen all the time. And, and he'll probably come back and win this week. But you don't need, I don't need to take the sort of chances at, at the short prices, obviously, at the top of the show. And just on Troy Merritt, um, I think he's someone that kind of gets overlooked because he's not that kind of popular name. I mean, you brought him up sort of a couple of events ago and it kind of made me dig deep into him a bit more and he's got those two victories okay they're not they're not the greatest but the Quicken Loans National and, and the Barbasol but he's been second at the St Jude he's been third at the Harvey Sea Heritage which is something that kind of correlates to this yeah. had two running up at the Barracudas in the last couple of years so he could have had easily yeah. four wins uh, one again on the Corn Ferry in Mexico uh, Travellers you mentioned 8th and just, just recently 7th at the Byron Nelson is in Texas 8th at the Valspar 34th in Texas Open uh, 16th at Pebble you, you know when you look at he had three miscuts between Genesis players and, and Honda which could just be a run of courses he, he doesn't particularly like had that miscut at the Heritage which seems strange considering his uh, his pedigree there but I just, I just think that there's actually probably a bit in that because just how well he played at the Byron Nelson because kyung uh, Kyunghyun Lee played really really well um, you know the people behind him kind of don't look as great, but he shot 66, 65 at the weekend. There, you know that that's pretty spectacular. You know it's better than what you know Lee actually shot. It's just he did his work earlier in the week. Um, so yeah, I think he might take great confidence from that. It comes to a course he likes, uh, you know where he's finished 17th in the past. Just enough for me to take him. I think he's going to be he's going to round off my pick at 150 to one. I think that's very very good and i'm gonna i'm gonna stop talking about Troy Merritt now because i'm actually struggling to get my words out um you know i think we've probably said enough on 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 the two events this week i think it's always very hard following a major uh one to not to get out for them because i think we enjoy talking about them as as we always do we said it wasn't going to be a long show tonight and it's already been over an hour so it's you know we, we still get into it but um Let's it's, recap our picks. It, it's
1: we? hard. It's hard not only having come back off a major, um, and you know, another late one. Uh, but it's also very hard having spent an hour trying to sort out my microphone. Yeah, anyway.
0: just just shouting at one another saying, "Can you hear me?" was tiring, wasn't it? And I kept saying, "Yes, I can hear oh, you." I'm exhausted. I'm and exhausted. Uh, and yeah, that was that was an experience I never want to endure again. Um, I just won't tell you now that I haven't pushed a record button. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, look. Made in Himaland um, we're both very very happy with Eduardo Molinari I think we'll we'll cement that as kind of a consensus podcast pick um, I don't think we'll be alone in picking him but very very confident I mean 100 to 1 we, we've said it already um, I've then gone for Aaron Rye at 40 and 45 to 1 whatever you want to do with the places um, Julian Suri 100 to 1 Chris Paisley I think and Soren Kielsen are both considerations I might look to go on Betfair um, and Paul Dunn, I just think he's shown enough at the, uh, the British Masters that he's coming back to form. This is a test that's going to suit based on his uh, 4th, 10th, and 14th course form and correlative form, and uh, I like him at the big prices.
1: Yeah, uh, Guido and Dodo. Uh, <laughs> That'd be a great double-out, wouldn't they? Yeah, bread. oh, yeah, earn some bread, with Guido <laughs> and Dodo. Yeah, um, yeah both of them. I love both to be honest this week for various various reasons but yeah Dodo's the big one Um, they're both each way I will look to get with Ramsey and Surrey somehow Um, Maverick Ancliffe's calling me um, maybe a small each way and Nicholas Van What's-His-Face for a top Nicholas Van What's-His-Face bet
0: yeah that would be a a good market wouldn't it if you had What's-His-Face there'd be a few of those in the, uh, the European Tour each week um, if Maverick Hancliff wins, we have to officially make this a video podcast, and we both have to dress up in Top Gun outfits because his name's Maverick. Um, that's just uh, it. Yeah, but I'll be there.
1: I'll be laying off if he's got any chance of winning, so I don't have to do that. No, that's no fun in that, is
0: there, Really? No, I'm no fun at all. <laughs> Over to Colonial. Um, again, we've both got a, a pick that we're both happy with in Emiliano Grillo. Um, I'm very. Not bullish, but I think that there is. I think Patrick Reed, as he often is, has been disrespected in the market. Uh, 22 to one, considering the eight places that you can get uh, on that. Uh, Joel Damon really improving in his strokes gain numbers in a uh, in approach and tee to green. Two top twenties here, 100 to one, eight places. Peter Uline's dip from 200 to 125 may have put me off, but Troy Merritt 150 to one. The form he's in, um, absolutely like him.
1: Uh, definitely Emilio uh definitely Charlie Hoffman. I'm thinking about... I don't want to go less than 50, but if I do, it'll be Sung J.M. Um, not sure yet. Yeah, see what happens. <coughs> Betfair might go mad and knock everybody out and played last week. And I could really like your Troy Merrick shout, and um, I might look to get with him somehow. Not quite sure how. Um, but it's only Monday night, so, you know, plenty of time. Yeah, I
0: think by the more market's just sort of forming aren't they I'm a bit fair, and, and there's still something to look at um, but yeah Jason another week done I know you uh, you've, you've had a headache all day so uh, and then having an hour of trying to sort out the that's microphone because you're right. uh, so, um, you. a headache apologies if
1: there's a bit there tonight um,
0: well we, we're, we're here aren't we yeah. um, next, I think next consistency week.
1: next week there's three we've got a guest on to uh, help us look at the uh, women's US Open yep. uh, which is fantastic for Olympic um, and of course we've got whatever the european and and pga decide to throw up as well
0: yeah just a uh you know obviously we're very excited about the the women's us open that's that's going to be the main focal point of the show um but that european tour event is it the Porsche is it in germany um is is kind of the final leg of that um us open qualifying um sort of I think they're running the European Tour, Guido's there for the hunt. So if he plays well this week, he's going to be trying to hold on there to get that place. So that adds a little bit of a storyline into there. Uh, and I imagine there'll be something similar at the at the, the PGA event as well. But really, truly, it's going to be a case of uh, highlighting the women's game again, isn't it? You know, we, we had a very good event there, you know, earlier in the year. We had a great time talking about that that event. Um, and we've got another guest on to do exactly the same this time around.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. And just one last thing. If John Catlin had played both these events this week, he'd have won both. That would have been impressive, wouldn't it? Because it's absolutely bang up his street. Both of them? Both of them are bang up his street. He definitely would have won Himaland. He would have won that by three and a
0: half on the bridle.
1: Yeah.
0: What, from Eduardo and Volanari? Unfortunately. But he's yeah. not there, so, you know,
1: he'll have
0: to go and tell. away, doesn't it? It does. If he could pop over and putt for Eduardo between greens, oh. that would be great, right. wouldn't it? also there we go anyway mate I'll let you get off and uh, we'll catch you again next week